Hello, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. You rate and review my podcast if you like me. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's Yes King Oliver. Tati bye. The Shipibo market. And the Shipibos are a indigenous tribe in Peru. So in the Amazon jungle. And You've got contacts there. Yeah. And basically. Really? Yeah, I work with tri- I work with tr- indigenous tribal communities. That's what I do. Uh, that's Amazing. one of the things I do. And uh, yes, yeah, so, so have you ever heard, heard of ayahuasca? Yeah. Right, so it's related to that. I don't it's sell something anything. I want to do. It's amazing. I don't sell ayahuasca, just to make this clear, because I do sometimes get people asking me. I'm the middle man. I take a cut. <laughs> I sell everything that everything that you need to do shamanic work. So I have maybe people that do do that, and they buy stuff from me, or people that are on the path um, who want maybe to buy a nice crystal necklace. And it's all made by indigenous tribal communities that work with these plant medicines. So a lot of the stuff will be like linked to that somehow. So literally, rather than going to AliExpress and you place an order and it comes to you in, say, 60 days, you probably travelled around the world back in your day and you've made connections. So you've got literally one man in the jungle doing his shit, picking it off and making it, then going to a post office and sending it right to your door. Is, it, is that literally that? So, sort of. I mean, I, I arranged for DHL to go there and pick it up oh. from yeah, DHL are amazing, actually. And then they bring it to my door. So it's all good. What? Yeah. So, for example, Mr. DHL from, say, a London um, branch gets on a plane, goes to the jungle, gets in a helicopter, gets dropped down into the jungle and says, I'm here for a package for Jessica. <laughs> and he goes, here, we have a package for you. Enjoy. And he picks it up and gets on a plane and comes back home. It's not that the it's not that DHL have an office in Peru, multiple offices in Peru or anything like that. But it's what you've said. That, that's amazing because that's literally direct to normally it's like retail um it's a uh, uh, retail so people who create it then they go to a distributor and then they sell it on but you've cut the distribution out you've gone completely direct that's so rare and it, and the fact that they're in another country is even more rare i know so i work with uh, this one tribe called the honey quinn and they are like four days into the jungle oh fuck me that's amazing in the jungle yeah they sometimes come here right so they, they come and they tend to do like a bit of a summer tour they come in the may and then they do like a month uh in uk and then they go off to different places in europe and then they come back to the uk and they've got full headdress feather headdress they are the most powerful people they're amazing and they're all about the joy they're all about the joy that's what well, their, their whole life is about just joy living in joy so my, my plan after um, lockdown is over is to travel the world and go to places like middle of the jungle, middle of a mountain to do a podcast with, say, um, Kombudu in the jungle, um, Nima in the mountain, wise people who no one even knows are there. But these wise people I can have a conversation with and, and literally we can discuss our wisdom and then people can listen. So I want to go to like India, Africa, Nigeria, china wherever to find these amazing people to podcast with do you reckon your your tribe people would do a podcast yes of course they would they would they would love it i could connect you with um people in ecuador the kishwas tribe and um the yes. yawanawa and tuni quinn they're in brazil and then the shipibos are in uh, peru so yeah 100 <laughs> percent. if you Literally. have to get off the ground and you go let me know and i'll hook you up and literally, so so if I was to to say go Brazil, you could put me in contact with them, and then yeah. I can. So my aim is, my aim is to just say do like a five day podcast where we do 
one Monday we do one day talk about this in say the jungle because I just need my phone. Then Tuesday we go up a mountain talk about this, and then Wednesday we I don't know go up a massive tree and we do literally imagine doing a podcast up the tallest tree in Brazil. So we we climb up there with some ropes like traditionally, and we sit on a branch and we just speak whilst looking at this view. It's fucking amazing. I find that interesting how um you have these contacts because that's yeah. exactly what I plan to do next. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So, do it. So, huh? I said do it. I will. So over the years, you've built up these contacts through simply travelling? Um, no, actually. It was um, my journey with ayahuasca that led me down this path. <laughs> oh, so, people are messaging me. Sorry. Where, when did you do ayahuasca? Um, well, I actually started with a boga. That was in January 2011, which is African planned. And I had such a powerful experience and I already knew about, I knew about DMT at that point. I don't think I knew about ayahuasca until a little bit later. And then, oh, maybe I did. I can't remember. It was so long ago. And then I ended up drinking ayahuasca for the first time at the end of 2012 and then literally regularly drank after that. Like, it was amazing. It had such a deep, profound effect on me in my life like everything that I do now in my life is a direct result of me going down that path so you recommend everyone everyone if they can they should do it uh not everyone it's not for everyone it's not for people who have serious serious mental health issues like um uh, psychosis schizophrenia uh, bipolar I would not recommend it um because it can like push people over the edge so how many how, how many times would you say you've done it? I don't know, hundreds. <laughs> and wh- what made you um start a spiritual journey? Uh, have I, you always been spiritual? Uh, yes, yeah, so I used to say spirits when I was a kid, right? And then I was always interested in like witchy type things when I was like in my early teens and then tarot and stuff like that. And then I got interested in partying and things like that and uh and then sort of like got come away from all that sort of side of me and then it was in 2009 when I really woke up to you know the way the world actually is let's say and uh and also I I discovered uh the law of attraction uh through the secret so that that was the that started the ball rolling and then it was a really slow process of me waking up and at the time I was doing some things that like just not very spiritual and and so it took a while (laughs) come away from all that and, uh, <laughs> and I was a bit wild <laughs> and um and yeah and then that was it 2011 that was the start of my plant medicine journey and it just went from there really like but the thing is though I just want to say these plants are not a magic fix like you can't just take them and then be free from your bullshit it's actually hard <laughs> you still have to do the work the plants only make you say they make you understand or understand they make you realise, but they don't change you. You have to then go outside of ceremony. And it's hard work because you still get triggered and you're trying to, like, train yourself to to react differently and, like, understand your root causes of your things that are triggering you. It's hard work. It is hard work. But for those that do the work, the rewards are endless. 
see i used to speak to my grandma's spirit for one year when i was um 20 years old i was actually speaking to her like she was actually here having conversations like shall i go to the casino tonight shall i go clubbing and then she'd reply yes but only if you, you know sort your bedroom out and you know whatever <laughs> i literally would follow her as if she was here and then so i had tourette's from 12 till 21 i was on medication for it and then that's what kept me in my head i couldn't work out shit came off the medication and then I uh, meditated for three weeks and then I cured my Tourette's. And that's when my awakening happened. The doctors called it psychosis. I called it spiritual awakening. So yeah. I said, we're trying to put me back on the medicine. I had to pretend that I was taking it because I was I knew exactly what was going on. Like you, someone told me about the secret and that's how I learned the law of attraction. And then the whole rabbit hole happened. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, a lot it's, of people locked, isn't it? The secret. Literally, you look, you got, huh? It starts a lot of people off on their journey, the secret. Somebody sees that this person's questioning stuff and then they say the secret. And then you listen to the secret. And it's like, oh, my God, it's me. And then it links like Bob Proctor, Law of Attraction, Quantum Physics. And you're like, oh, my fucking shit. What is this I found? I've just found this whole new life back in my garden. The massive, like a door. You open the door <laughs> and there's like a, just a massive field and ocean. I'm like, holy shit. How did I not know that this was here? And it literally, it's the same journey. You go from water to diet to hair. I stopped washing for ages because of that being natural. I braided my hair, you know. It's quite amazing how it's the same story, but we're all the same. Once you reach a certain vibration, anyone else who reaches that vibration will think of the same shit. So you will start the same journey. It's like if you go down the same door, you're going to see the same shit. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's true. So back to the the plant thing. Um, so they send a new plant every month. So that means you've got how many species of plant have you got? I, I haven't counted my plants, but I think I will at some point. I've got, well, just in my living room, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I've got 15 plants in my living room alone. <laughs> and each one is a new, is a different species, right? As in a different... I've got this one that looks like dolphins. It's like a hanging plant that looks like dolphins. It's really unusual. Let me go and get it. And um, how how many, um, like, surely the UK must run out of plants to send. Like, what happens if they... Um... No, there's hundreds. There's so many different types of plants that are never going to run out. No way. Do you see weekly or monthly? monthly but if they sent it weekly that would be awesome <laughs> yeah i was going to say this is it weekly then they might they might run out in about five years but if it's monthly then it could last quite a bit yeah no i want my house to look like a jungle i literally want plants hanging from everywhere like <laughs> i want them everywhere so in my motorhome it's going to have tapestries on all the walls right because otherwise it's just going to be like a boring bus right and then there's going to be just plants everywhere you look. Literally, it's like a jungle thing. I want to basically walk into my house like I've walked into um, Hugh Gardens in London, which is basically an indoor jungle. And yeah. you've got banana leaf. You've got this thing okay. over here. Yeah. And um, there's nothing more powerful than being around plants. And it is an addiction. People, people will say you like plants. It's an addiction. My mum goes into my room. She's like, another plant? What kind of plants have you got? How many plants? How many plants do you have as well? So I've got a, I've got a white lily hanging up. I've got a spider plant hanging up, and I've got this other plant. I don't know what it is. It just looked nice hanging up. And then I've got a, a small cactus. I've got a an aloe vera plant. I've yeah. got a red lily, and then I've got um this. It's like grass basically. It's some shop. It's just like grass. 
don't know what it is. It looks nice. And then the other one, it's like dill, like the plant dill, just thin, like the herb dill, thin shit. And then um, I've got um, another one that's like a cactus, but it isn't. Again, I've got like, it's like, it's, it's a mate. And I have an orchid. Beautiful. Oh yeah, I forgot about my orchid actually. Got and one you, as well. You like you you regrow them, right? You don't bin them afterwards. Oh no, 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 I just keep it. It's just flowered actually, it's flowers are dying, but I don't I don't get rid of it. Because they grow back, don't they? I didn't realise that. For the last five years I've been going shop buying an orchid after one month. I'm like, right, that's it. Bear yeah. get another one. Yes, and then I realised what happened was I did I didn't chuck this one out and it was just sat on my chest of drawers. And then it started growing this one the next year. I was like, no way. So then I realised then. <laughs> so I put my um my dead, well, I thought was a dead plant out in the garage for winter because it was just, I don't want a dead piece of stick inside, right? I go outside and the whole thing's rotted. So I, I should have left it indoors because it went outside and it rotted. Um, wow. But yeah, can't believe that I've spent, like, they're, like, they're quite expensive, like £10 a plant. If yeah. I've got like five every year for the past, say, you know, four years, whatever, that's 200 quid, right? It's literally, I could have just like chopped off the stem and regrown it again, started selling them. <laughs> do you want to go into selling plants? Is that, is that what you want to do? Well, no, because seeds are far cheaper than plants. I, I love the fact that I get 100 times more plants for the same price. But at the same time, once I've given out plants to friends and neighbours and the homeless guy in the town, whatever... I'm going to make a bit of money. So why would I not make a bit of money? Like I put my my orchid, which I'd had for one month, on, on Facebook Marketplace. Some woman said, I'll give you 15 for it. It was fucking 10 quid from the shop. And the, the flowers have only got about weeks left. But the point is, people will buy anything if they like it. <laughs> I was like, do you want to buy my shoes as well? They've got a hole in it, but they've, they've got about a week left. Oh, they're all lovely though, aren't they? Orchids. What's your favourite plant? <coughs> it has to be literally an orchid. Is it? You like orchids? Yeah, because um, if you look at like how the orchid flower is, it's just so unique. It's almost like there's a thing called a monkey plant. I don't know whether it was made up to sell online, but if you go online, type in a monkey orchid, it's literally an orchid that looks like a monkey. It's got the nose, it's got the ears, it's got the eyes. They might have been scamming me. Like they, they sold me a pack of rainbow roses. So they sold some seeds, and on the picture was a rainbow rose. Right. I've had for them before. I, and, I I was, and and did they? And was the was the rose rainbow? No, I bought a bunch. A mass. I spent about thirty quid or something on these on this bunch of um, rainbow roses. They were all literally different, like multicolored. But I don't know to this day whether they were. I mean, they were real roses. That's not even up for discussion. But I don't know if they'd been dyed or something. I don't even know if that's possible. So but... I messaged her. I looked at the seeds and I saw that they were just dry, normal seeds. And I said to her, "Have you soaked these in food coloring? Because then I can understand why they're going to be multicolored." But she refunded me straight away. So that tells me they weren't rainbow roses. She was selling a load of shit. But yeah. Soak them in dye, and they should become out multicolored. So, oh wow! So that's how they're doing it then. So she's put them in food coloring. That's the only way. You know, at school where you have like um a flower or a rose, and you put it in like blue food dye, and then the rose becomes blue. That's how they do it. If you've got flowers in water, even your even your orchid, I think that they either spray it with coloring or they put 
food coloring in the water that's how they get all these colorful orchids because if you go to the shop most orchids as far as i'm aware are white because i had a blue one and then when the new flowers opened up they were white so there's some spraying going on there's some oh, yeah. soaking it in yeah yeah definitely yeah because it it would be amazing wouldn't it if they were grown naturally but i don't even know how they would create that to happen you can get blue roses i've seen blue roses like pro actual proper blue roses yeah like you can get purple carrots and yeah, yellow they're... and blue tomatoes so that tells me that there's so much more in life that we have no idea like a, a purple tomato yeah i just bought some seeds <laughs> for purple tomato purple well the more like black actually well in the image but i think i think they might be quite purpley but little cherry tomatoes like a purpley so, black so have you got little seed pots to put them in i've got some yeah but i'm gonna get some more and and do you grow them indoors before they sprout or outdoors i've got a heat mat so i can i can do it on that first and then and then just get them in the garden with me yeah. compost <laughs> yeah with your compost but remember i mean you could just put seeds in a mixture of, as I said, some eggs, some grass, some tea bags, whatever, and it, it will grow. Or you get compost from the shop or whatever and put it on top and then it will just soak down. That's what that's what these uh, gardening programs on Sunday morning show me. So the, how, the reason how I know about this is because there's a program on Sunday of this guy. He's always in his garden. He's got two dogs and he showed how he just has some hay and some tea bags, whatever, and he just churns it and then he just sprinkles it on his plants. So he does that, and then does he put some actual compost on the top? Did you say? So he's got it's like comp he's got his flower bed with all the stuff already planted, but then he sprinkles the this compost bin shit just on top, and it will just literally soak down. That's it. Yeah, I'm not going to plant in the ground this year because everything got eaten, apart from my carrots. But you don't forget, soil is um. Say again. There's quite a lot of stones as well, so I could only dig like so far down. So I think I'm just going to get some big terracotta pots and just grow them in them. Yeah, so like, where I live, it's got clay and stones. Like the builders, when they built the house, they kind of like they dig up their shit, they flatten it, and then they put grass seed on, and you've got a nice lawn. You you dig you dig under. There's clay. There's a cigarette packet. There's like a bad box. There's there's shit basically, and there's bricks, literally rubble. So yeah, you get just a massive pot compost and that's it um yeah in, job done in terms of like the the bug issue um if you don't want to spray stuff you just have no. to put a netting around it and that seems to do the trick i could do the apple cider vinegar vinegar though will that work will it i haven't tried it but i was told by somebody who says don't put weed killer on yeah. weeds in the lawn like dandelions use apple cider vinegar it does the same thing it's corrosive but in a natural way dandelions you should be eating them they're like a superfood yeah but not look my lawn is 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 got lots of grass right and when i water it it keeps the grass healthy then what happens is this fucking dandelion you see a massive stem coming out the lawn and i'm not cutting the lawn for this stupid dandelion when it doesn't need cutting so it's like i'm not gonna go around with a pair of scissors and snip off this dandelion just because my mum wants the lawn to be a certain millimeter <laughs> however yeah, have got all sorts of vitamins and minerals in them you can juice them you can put them on a salad everything so if just go and take it off and use it so that dandelion you can make coffee you can make a like you can get the roots wash all the mud off obviously and then you can like roast the roots and it's like a coffee 
So dandelion and burdock drink is one of my favourite drinks. You could make dandelion and burdock. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because all these, like, I didn't know that there's certain plants that I thought growing up were poisonous berries. Like there's a red, there's a red berry bush. And I've always thought it was poisonous. I go online and I see it as some kind of relish or radish. Right? The, U- the UK has so many wild herbs like dill, coriander, lavender, mint and, and berries. Even like blueberries and um, there's this um, like a, 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 a gin thing. It's like a blue thing. You can make gin out of it or whatever. There's so much shit that people yeah. don't even realise. Like they see a dandelion, they think weed. You, as you said, you can juice it, you can eat it, you can put it on salads, stinging nettles. I mean, it's crazy. It is. It's mad, right? I was in the garden the other day and I've got these two planters that were just here when I moved in. They're like quite tall and like I did try and plant some chilies in them last year, but I planted them too late and nothing happened. But anyway, there's some like the really thin stalks with a tiny little white flower on the top. And my curiosity got the better of me. And I was like, I wonder what they are. So I've got this app. You've probably got it actually by the sounds uh-huh. of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. take a photo and then it tells you what it is and it's um i can't remember what it's, it's called fail crest but i can't remember what its proper name is but basically i googled it what its benefits were and they're the starting to um there's a woman who's done a lot of research on it in terms of treating breast cancer so i was like oh my god like it's literally a medicine <laughs> it's just grown there and I've seen this grow all over the place in the UK. It's not just subject to my garden. It's everywhere. It's a weed, basically, but it's not. It's it's a herb um, and you can have it. Oh, yeah. You know, indigenous tribes, people for thousands of years, even pharmaceutical companies. If you go into the ingredients in something, yeah. it's all like plant. It's got everything like dolphin flubber, goat tooth, coronavirus. Oh. There's everything like there's. There's literally everything. So people have known about this for years, but yet we depend on somebody else to do it that we yeah. don't even realise in our own damn garden. Do you know what it is? The pharmaceutical industry, most of the medications out there, the act, the ingredient that is ingredient that is used to like help the person, is coming from a plant. There's like 300, well, this this statistic was like about 10 years ago, so it could be more now, 330,000 medications on the market that have some sort of plant from the amazon jungle in it yeah like like things like palm oil every palm oil there's so much palm oil and everything where does that come from pretty much the jungle yeah but i'm talking about like medication so why not just go straight to the original thing and take that instead of all the chemicals that you've got to take alongside of it just like you and your supplier in your uh, peru go straight to the uh <laughs> Cut out the middle, man. Fuck the, you know, fuck the uh, pharmaceutical company. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so if you go on YouTube, right, and you type in, like, how glass is made, how a mirror is made, how a sofa is made, how everything is made, everything is incredible. Like, a mirror is literally made from sand heated up for the glass, and it's copper, that's sprayed, melted and sprayed onto glass, which gives you the reflection. YouTube, yeah, literally that's what a mirror, mirror is. YouTube has everything. You have access to like every indigenous tribe, every university, every human being's wisdom online. Every book is now read online as an audio format. If it's not by the original author, it's by somebody else. Everything's online. You, No one 
should be dumb. You can learn everything. I've literally learned every single bit of my knowledge since I was 21 on YouTube. How to wipe my ass, how to fix a toilet seat, everything. Your ass, I hope not. Not how to wipe my ass, but how to shit properly. Because if you look about the positioning of how you're supposed to take a shit, it's wrong. You know, we're supposed to squat. And... Your legs raised. Yeah. And people have constipation, they have bowel cancer from basically just having a blocked bowel because we're sitting on the toilet, it's lunchtime, we don't need to go but it's lunchtime and we're on our phone and our body's like, I don't need to go bruv, get off the toilet seat. (laughs) And then all that shit sits in there for days and that's how people get disease and it's just, it's all fucked around the wrong way. But I learned that from YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, you can literally learn so much, so, so much. (laughs) Uh, Anything you particularly want to speak about before we... We end it. Like what? Well, anything. It's just, just. It doesn't. There's no topics here. It's just diarrhea, <laughs> basically. Just whatever comes out. Um. I don't know. That's just threw me right off. <laughs> I don't know. Um. um I was watching. Go on. I was watching um this thing on uh, <clears throat> like a David Attenborough program. There was this like cattlefish in the bottom of the ocean now there isn't many cattlefish and they're only in south australia but these cattlefish are basically huge squid and it was mating season and there was this big cattlefish amongst say seven other cattlefish and he wanted to mate so he had to fight all these other cattlefish off and drag the female literally sucked his tentacles onto her and dragged her along to the rock then she stayed there then he covered her and then every time a male came along thinking he was going to get the mate, he would literally wait for it and just attack this fucker. And he would literally just boom, suck him up and throw him in the air and push him over there. And he's like, right, who's next? And the other one would come along and he would suck that thing. Boom. And eventually when they when they all shut themselves because they couldn't fight them, she would then lend, put the eggs under the rock. And then he basically come in the rock. And that, that's the season done. But what he was doing was as he was changing his skin from white to blue to pink to purple to flickering multicolored rainbow. I was so amazed how this thing made himself white to make him look different and stand out to be dominant. And he literally could turn himself to multicolored in a second. And I'm like, that's amazing. Cause we know that fish change color. Our eyes change color, but most people's eyes don't change color, but they should do. So if that fish can change color on demand, to make him look bigger, to fit into a rock. He literally knows that when he goes to a rock that's pink, he needs to go to the colour pink. Now, how does that fish know that that rock is a certain colour that he knows in his brain to go a certain colour? It's like, shit, I've gone to blue, wrong colour, I've gone to green, wrong colour. Fuck, what was the other one? Pink. He goes to pink, that's it. How does he I know that? See. This, huh? I, I've had a discussion with people before because octopus do it as well. And I think they are sensing the frequency of that particular thing and then just matching the frequency maybe i don't know that's just my little guess so to me the sun is a vibration right it's it's um it it's light but the vibration which is the sound is coming from the light so it's light it's creating a vibration and therefore it's so loud it has sound and therefore the vibration is simply sound coming from the light so it all comes from the sun no sun no vibration not scientifically proven in my head right (laughs) <laughs> so ba- based on that if like if the sun is a frequency then yeah it makes sense how they're simply matching the frequency which means that they've got awareness of the rock or the tree if it's an owl for example does the owl go to a tree that he knows he's the same color of or does the tree 
Or does the owl does the owl change colour of him his skin based on the trees at? Or does he know that that tree is the same colour as him? Or in the fish world, is it different? Can they literally adapt? But they also know that if he doesn't change his colour, he's the same colour as that rock. Well, I don't think an owl can be like, okay, now change to a pink plant because I'm next to a uh, an orchid. You know what I mean? I don't think he can do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very unique to to fish. <laughs> oh no, lizards do it. Uh, iguana is it? Iguana changes colour. Yeah, the iguana does it as well, don't they? That's the thing. Do you reckon oh, humans? Sorry, not an iguana. A chameleon. A chameleon does it. That's it. There's frogs. There's chameleon. There's there's so much shit. But back to what I was saying. Can we change our eyes because we want to change our eyes without the sun? Can we use our ability to change our eye colour? Do you reckon? Um, I mean, anything's possible, I guess. But I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's I don't think anyone's done it ever. I was born hazel, but my eyes are brown. But in the summer, my eyes go hazel. Yeah, my my eyes look really dark blue sometimes, and then sometimes they look like ice blue. They look like really light borderline grey. It's weird. Yeah, and you don't have any grey hairs, do you? Oh, I've got a couple. Nothing that you can really see. Well, not visible. And I believe that um, grey hairs um, can be controlled by your vibration. So if you're stressed and you're on a low vibration, then you have to see less serotonin, less melatonin, whatever. Right. So, for example. Right. Huh? I think your your vibration does have a lot to do with it. Yeah, because if, if you're stressed and then you go grey and you're stressed and you lose hair, what's the opposite to stress? hair growth your natural hair color so if mm. you stay positive and happy and control your life independent working for yourself getting good sleep having good food then you're you're basically a plant that's getting enough sun and enough water you're going to continue growing what you've always grown so a plant's going to continue to flower if it's got the right um, dynamics and conditions if we have the right stuff we're going to continue to grow same color hair grow everything the same yeah, it's true. I, I've just told myself since I was about 26 that I don't age. I just, I, that is like my I, mantra. I just, I just so, like I don't age. <laughs> and I really believe it. I'm 41 so, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so I, I want to live till I'm at least 126. People will say to me, when are you going to grow up? I say, I'm never going to grow up. I don't believe in birthdays and age. Any symbolization of age is bad. If you want to have a party for my birthday, come around right now and have a party. Why do, does it need to be my birthday? Why do I need to black fucking 28 candles, right? If you want to have a party, have a party. Don't celebrate age, right? And it's true. If you don't want to grow up and you don't believe age is a thing and disease is a thing, your body responds to what you're thinking. Age is not a thing. I look pretty much the same when I was 18. I haven't got any wrinkles. I've got no grey hairs. I'm the same person. Huh? I just think not at your age. I'm the same person when I was 28. So, yeah, if you believe that you don't age then you're not going to age. Yeah, that's that's literally what I tell myself. I mean, I have aged, but not that, that not that much. No, uh, you literally, literally could be um, 20. I feel like, to be honest, I don't feel in my head. I forget, like, sometimes I'm like, because I feel like I'm still in my 20s in my head. I, that's how I feel. Oh, my dog's just come and cuddled into me. I love it when she does that. <laughs> She's picking up your vibration. He's come for a cuddle. Oh, you can't see her, but she looks super cute right now. <laughs> uh, all right, anything you want to promote before we end it? Uh, promote? Um, 
well, I mean, I can tell you about this, but no one can get it right now because it's not ready. But I've just recorded an EP. I know. How about your online website and your Instagram to buy your shit? Um, yeah, so if people want to check out the indigenous uh, things that I have in my shop, um, they can check out my Instagram, which is the Shipibo Market, which is the as a normal T-H-E. And then Shipibo is S-H-I-P, not T, <laughs> I-P-O, Market, normal spelling. The Shipibo Market. And they can find me, um, my Instagram is I am underscore Jess with an E on the end, underscore O-M. That's my Instagram. All right, anything else? No. <laughs> right, then I'm just going to press stop. Howdy, thanks for listening to my episode. Uh, if you could remember to rate and review the episode after you've listened, that'd be fantastic. And also subscribe so when I release a new one, you get a notification. And also, please tell your friends on socials about me podcast. Now I'm going for a poo. I'll be back later. Have a great day and speak to you soon.